0: Hello and welcome to the first Almond View podcast of 2023. My name is Jake Pointer, and join with me tonight are my content horny panellists Owen Innes, Thomas Froe and Stephen yeah. hello, there. On this week's Chonky episode we are going to be reviewing a number of the games over the Christmas period and picking our highs and lows but mostly highs because we're absolutely class and we're definitely going to europe we will then be checking in with the high-flying women's team on their start to 2023 and reviewing their christmas period as a whole and then lastly to finish up we're going to be doing a new feature or well Continued feature of It's Only January, but as we give our predictions for the end of the season. So we hope you had the best Christmas and New Year. We hope you are relaxed, skint, and antisocial. So all you want to do is sit and listen to a podcast with your new Livy slippers on. There's what this is one chunky boy. So please strap yourselves in for another episode with us here at the Almond View Podcast. <laughs> So boys, welcome back to the first episode of 2023. I feel like I've not seen you in bloody ages. How we doing? Boys, how was your Christmas and New Year?
1: I oh, was good. I must have been a good boy last year.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah
1: aye. all all good with me. Bring on 2023. Hopefully another good year for the of
0: did we get any Livy gifts? That's what more important. What I, I want to know about. Oh
1: man, I bought myself a Livy jumper in November, like Christmas jumper, and it didn't <laughs> arrive till the twenty fucking eighth. I was like, well, Christmas is done now, so you'll see me flaunting that all of December next year.
0: Like, should that be like the episode title picture? It's just you, like, like,
1: <laughs>
0: like <laughs> see you next
2: year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else, boys? I'm sure we got everybody gets Livy stuff for Christmas.
2: I got the uh, I got the away the away top.
0: Oh yes, yeah, you, that was uh, an early Christmas present, wasn't
2: it? First, yeah, yeah, I got that. Uh, so, um, so I got Her that. <laughs> it was a, a nice a nice beginning <laughs> to uh, a nice beginning in Christmas. Uh, so my my uh, my girlfriend gave me it before uh, the Hibs game and asked me if I wanted to wear it to the Hibs game. So I wore it to the Hibs game and uh, and I went to the Hibs game and I left. Slightly, just after you guys, you guys lasted forty-five minutes. I lasted forty-seven, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that top has been put in the drawer and it will never be worn again. <laughs> That's that. until, Yeah, until the I'm very one. superstitious about football tops. Um, but uh, it's a it's a cracking shirt, like. Um, I I don't think I got any other Libby related gifts apart from uh, a, a, a strange feel of dread about the rest of the season after the Hibs game. <laughs> oh, apart oh, from that, ho oh, <laughs> ho ho, merry fucking Christmas, class. Uh, tab. Any goodies? But uh,
3: I got the the beer mat from Foco. The little um, with the three the three beers on it. Oh uh, no! I didn't get that one. I didn't see that. that it's it's exactly. Yeah, the wooden one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and it's like engraved. It's got the badge in it, so that is very nicely displayed in my kitchen right now with the two engraved Livingstone um, whiskey glasses that nice. were sourced by our very own Owenis. Yes. Um, so thank you, Owen, for sourcing those. You're very um, welcome. But yeah, they're they're sitting all nice in the
0: kitchen just now. Beautiful. Um, you were a
1: very good boy last year.
0: Very good boy. I got the, from um, my dad, I got the two shirt beer mats. Uh, nice. No, the Home and Away. And I got the Livingston Stein.
2: <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, which I is beautiful. Uh, i got a Livingston you... Stein for my brother and my dad as well. Like,
0: See, when you drink it, it, so it's like, it's cloudy glass. When you drink it, it, the cloud disappears. I thought I'd like broke it or something like that. It goes like see through. And I thought it it kind of looks a bit dirty like you know when you've eaten a curry or something or chinese and you touch a glass <laughs> and it's like oh well, smeared in that. <laughs> it nice. looks like that but anyway it was very nice anyway enough about uh, santa let's go straight into the game so what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick review because i know hundreds of games that we've uh, we've missed with our, with our wee holiday periods so Povey, i'm going to go to you first i think you're going to discuss our first game in the calendar since it kind of being back you're going to be talking about celtic am i right
1: yeah, that's right. So obviously, I think everyone was a bit gutted with that uh, when the ice hit and we all missed that Dundee United game. Um, I was really looking forward to that. Uh, but so so be it. So the first game, uh, I, I couldn't wait after World Cup to get back. So it was good uh, good to just be there. I went through to Glasgow with my mate C-Bar and we uh, we had a great, great wee evening. Uh, what I would say was it was never gonna be an easy game. And uh, are we you know what? We scored a goal. It was a good a good goal as well by Devlin. Uh, you know, at 2-0 down you were thinking, Oh, bollocks to this. Um this is gonna be a long, long evening, you know, and you're sort of regretting going already. But when that goal went in, it was like we had a wee buzz at half time. Uh and it was funny actually we, we met um, sitting behind us was uh, the Fitzwaters so we had uh, Jack Fitzwaters it was funny it was his dad's best mate <laughs> uh, we, we, he, he came up to us like, uh, at, at the pie bit and he was like Oh, uh, what do you think, of Jack Fitzwater? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, clearly you're you're some sort of relation or something. And uh, he, he was just like, oh yeah, let me let me introduce you to the family and all that. And uh, <laughs> like met his bro and all that. It was funny as anything. We we're like, we love the Fitzwaters. So uh, yeah, very nice folk. Hello, if you are listening, I did try and uh, you know sell the podcast to them. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously it was good to see him start as well, I thought actually the starting lineup was pretty pretty good uh, for me. At, so two one at half time, you know, and we we were going in nice and positive And I thought we the second half it's hard against Celtic. The, the way they pass is unbelievable. Those wee triangles they're doing like really quick movement, but we did restrict them to the wing and and which is obviously the best thing we can do against them. And we we did make it difficult. Um, I thought our momentum and, and like uh, chances of direct attacking was gone about the 70-minute mark or something. We, I think um, we took off Montano first, maybe, uh, and then we took off Omionga, maybe another way about. But they were both around the 70-minute mark, and as soon as they were off... We were really, really like uh, we were done. We, I knew we weren't going to equalize, uh, and then of course, Bruce Anderson went off for a uh, Galvez, and that was 100% nail in the coffin. Well, <laughs> they'd won it, but um, you know, we gave a good account of ourselves, it was good to be back, and aye, fair play to us for uh, you know, no taking a pump in and and. Celtic so are the best team in the league There's, it's, I would say it's hard to argue that and the way they played against us it was hard so um, yeah fair play to the guys uh, tough first game back would have much rather done the United but you know we got a goal it's nice to celebrate a goal at Parkhead it's always funny when you're like one off 30 people going nuts <laughs> and the thousands <laughs> are in there. But, uh, yeah nah good, good account of ourselves enjoyed
0: that nice Well, that's good i'm glad you uh, had a good day at celtic park because obviously it can be pretty horrific now <clears throat> we're going to jump to myself here we're going to go in chronicle order Chronolo- chronological order wow you can tell i've not been doing this for uh, a few <laughs> few weeks can't fucking speak uh, so i'm going to do the hibs game don't worry lovey fans it's not going to last very long because i was only there for 45 minutes yes i know i'm an absolute scumbag so we had a good day planned. We were going to, we, first time we met up all together, uh, Thomas didn't come because of some, I don't know, something called a fucking dog or whatever that he like just hangs out what with. all the, the time. dog? Rebecca was know. walking. All... Ah, bloody dog, dog. Honestly, stop mentioning your yeah, dog the podcast. Dog. dog. Right, okay. <laughs> 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 so went down, had a few pints, it was good. Uh, went into the state stadium. Always feel good when we're going to Easter Road. We've all got a bit a, a buzz about, us, especially after last uh, last year's one was great. Christmas Eve, great. Get in on the back foot, <laughs> very very quickly. It was uh, yeah. <sighs> Put it down to Hibbs playing well. That is it. Yusuf, Yusuf, their kind of winger. I think he's pretty hot and cold, but I thought he he really had devil on toast pretty uh early on uh, for that one um and then obviously we went straight into a, a red cards kind of scenario that we've had over the next next wee while red card not for me i've watched it quite a few times back uh it totally as we all know changed the game so much and i thought it was always going to be a real real struggle after that although i did feel just before the red card we started coming into it a little bit more anderson had a few more touches a couple half potential half chances as well slightly positive um but then it yeah it got real uh got real stinky <laughs> the the first one went in and then just really poor defensive d- d- just defensive errors i would say the as soon as we took off bahambula as well i felt he was probably our only real ball carrier obviously we're missing Nubly. we've not had him for last like wee while I think we'll probably discuss later on what a difference that man makes. You know, he plays when he plays all the time. I think you think, oh, he's he is really good, but you forget about what an actual difference and how much we do play through him that makes such a difference. So buzzing for him to come back. But then, yeah, we got scalped 0 uh, I left a half time uh, with Povey and Big Al purely because it was Christmas Eve. I'm sorry, I could you can't be any Sirod it's christmas eve it only made sense so we went to a, a local pub to to wait for it all to blow over and eh uh, Pove got introduced walked into the pub and this girl was like oh what have you got and so it's what was it called Pove, the pub eh uh, the Mash uh, Tongue. the, the, the Mash tongue. Yeah. tongue. so we walk in and they've got it's quite quite edgy well there are beers and that so we went in and povey goes straight up and he's like right so what can we get and there's a, a a cider you know one of the old beer pullers I've called oh, what's it called Old Rosie Old Rosie Old Rosie. and the bar the bar lady was like oh, do you want one of them she's like you're only allowed two so obviously if you say that to Stephen Povey he's like well fuck you I'm gonna I'm gonna have more and but Povey was you were certainly weren't like reeking but you, I had one and I was like
1: Cool. Oh. That's oh. I was sitting down day,
0: just oh my back. On a couch and it was like, So it was like strong That was the best part of the day Getting steaming off this like 6% cider <clears throat> But yeah And then obviously we heard about the, the two penalties Which has been such a huge issue For us at the moment But like I said we're keeping positive So we're going to skip past that Obviously we had the Fitzwater penalty And then the Gonzalez penalty And then he got thrown away Fitzwater fucked it as well End of day, David Marshall, great keeper know, Known for saving his penalties Difficult day, tough day at the office But you know what, fuck it It was going to happen at some point You know, it's happened a good part of the season Where we can still pull things back Fuck you Hibs, we move on So, enough of my chat now I'm going to move over to Owen Who is going to talk about the St Mirren game Am I correct?
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah So, St Mirren uh, a nice wee midweek game with, uh, you know, night time under the lights. And we were really, really good that game, despite the fact that we were down to 10 men again very early. Now, when you when you look back, you know, because, of course, that's the, the first thing that you need to look back in. And I've just been re-watching the highlights again. Watching that, it, that is probably the softest red card out of, like, any red card I've seen given to a living player. Like, he... Pittman clearly clears the ball away and then Bacchus, uh, for St. Mirren, is trying to swipe at the same ball about five seconds after... Well, not necessarily five seconds after, but, uh, aye, basically, and then just swipes Pittman's leg, (coughs) completely destroying his shin. And uh, I think... I mean, I can see why it's given, but I also disagree that it was a red, I think, the initial... The initial card was the right card. I mean, a yellow card. It wasn't dangerous play. It wasn't putting anybody at risk. It was Bacchus putting himself at risk, which again is the argument with the uh, with the Jason Holt one. But the Jason Holt one does look a lot more nasty. Uh, and the fact that Bacchus was up and running around again completely fine afterwards means that, of course, there was no... Major injury there, but I thought even with even the the rest of that first half, we were we were really really good. Um, You know, uh, I think full credit though does have to go to uh, Ivan. Uh, Obviously stepping in with uh, Shamal being injured. Um, I think if we have uh, you know if that is the last that we've seen of Ivan in between the sticks for Livingston, I mean it's, it's it's got to be said he's. He's literally done nothing wrong. I mean, he's, he's he is a very very good goalkeeper, and you know, and I know that it's more that he wants to move back home, which is you know understandable under the circumstances. But uh, you know, he pulled off a couple of absolutely brilliant saves. Uh, one in the first half, um, can't remember who. T- I think it was maybe Mark Hara that hit it, um, and uh, pulled off an absolutely fantastic save save in the second half as well. Um, point blank range from, I think it was Brophy just, you yeah, know, outstanding saves but we get ourselves in front you know, well they go down to 10 men as well which, watching that back that was never a, that was never a yellow card Mark O'Hara doesn't even touch Bruce Anderson <laughs> but, you know, doesn't matter uh, the game's well and truly gone out but, uh, you know, great free kick into the box Stephen Kelly, he's really, really He's really quickly becoming one of my, you know, sort of standout players of this season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great ball into the (laughs) box. Pull down, you are up. (laughs) So, so Stephen Kelly, great ball into the box. Uh, Montano gets there first, smacks off the post. Keeper has no clue where the ball is. Uh, manages to get a wee touch on it, but just passes it straight back to Montagna, and uh, Montagna was getting really, really wound up, and um, there was a lot of fells going, uh, like like where he was clearly being felled in the first half and getting absolutely nothing. So you could tell, certainly first half, he was getting really, really riled up, um, and I think when you when you watch back his celebration, you can kind of see that there's a bit of passion there, you know. Um, and then, to be honest, when it comes to their goal. It's an excellent goal, really good build-up, uh, good cross into the box and not a, not an easy finish uh, for, for me to, to put it in. But as soon as it went out wide and as soon as the ball went in, it was pretty much guaranteed to be a goal. The only thing is, Io really should have stepped out to the ball before the cross even came in. But again, the game's well and truly gone. So, although, you know, when we look back at it now, that's kind of the beginning of a, you know, three games unbeaten run. Uh, but St Mirren, I don't think, were really worth their money until really the second half. They kind of came into it a bit. Um, the red card disrupted them a little bit. It didn't disrupt us. We just kept playing our uh, standard game. But I think over overall, I think a draw was probably a fair result. I don't think... We didn't do, We certainly didn't do enough to win the game, but I don't think St. Mirren did enough to win the game either. So you know, and, and over the piece, it was a, a, a good result and another point on the board after a couple of, well, certainly after an extremely disappointing result against uh, Hibbs. Yeah, <clears throat> no, totally
0: agree. Uh, from, from from while I watch the highlights and things. Okay, um, Thomas, let's keep on that positive unbeaten train. Ooh. Keep us going, baby. Yeah, mother will. Um this was my
3: only game over the festive festive period, which was a bit shit to be honest, that I only managed to make one game. But it was nice. I went down um went down with my brother uh and we don't get to go to that many games after having like a season ticket and gone to the playoffs together years ago and me and Jake getting Ben steaming when he was fifteen year old. Uh, <laughs> uh disclaimer, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Um it was legal. We were he was with his um adult guardian. Um, having a meal is <laughs> with a meal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a meal with a meal. <laughs> with a meal in the pub in Glasgow. Um, yeah, uh, so it was good to get done at the game with him. He was at the, the St. Mirren game and I think he was quite buzzing because he thought it was a decent game. Um and enjoyed the way that they played. 10 15 minutes into the Living Motherwell game, he turns around at me and says, Thomas, this is how I remember Livingston games being. Which says a lot about The quality of the (laughs) of the game, Um, we weren't bad. Like we weren't awful. Uh, Certainly in stages, but it it was near the best game. I think um, it was a bit dull. There was a lot of mistakes by both teams. It was very scrappy. The officials were letting nothing go. It was so stop stop start. Um, Like everything was getting called back. It was kind of crazy. It was a, a good goal from us, great in at the box and lovely to see Morgan Boys in the score sheet as well looked like it meant a lot to him um, so that is obviously excellent the only problem is they got up two minutes later and score straight away which isn't so good their goal is the biggest fucking shithouse array of a god good luck goal you'll ever see, the amount of bounces it takes just kind of like unfortunate bounces for us and good drops for them, that means it goes into the box, and the boys just kind of hooked it over his shoulder, it's a good finish to be fair to him, but the fact that he even had the ball, you could say it's maybe poor defending, but it's unfortunate, and that wank van de ween whatever the fuck his name is is, he was about 10 yards offside when the ball was played to him um, in the build up, when he ran down the left Linesman was about 10 yards behind the line of play Ah yeah he was that. so far off And the Lionel had no chance Because he was so far behind and it happened quite a few times um, You know Throughout the game he called a few offside He called Brucey offside once in the first half And it was never offside So not not too much Fun with a linesman on our side But it could have been worse because Douglas Ross Was the linesman on the other side So oh, no. I think I, I think I heard a chant an apologies to anyone who's this way inclined, but there was a lovely fan behind me who said we'd rather have that Tory cunt over here, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> um, oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was. It was great. I was. Uh, I was chuckling at that. it was very, very good. Um, and just on that, like,
1: is that? It, it's so weird. <laughs> like, I done, like, imagine Keir stammer being a linesman for the final. It's just so. <laughs> Bizarre like. Nicholas <laughs> like, that on, that on that the VAR. That <laughs> like, oh man, it is bizarre. Yeah,
3: it, it's it's a bit odd, isn't it? I think he was getting dogs abused for the motherwell fans, which is also fucking hilarious. So so fair play. Um one big positive from that game, Stephen Bradley came on and made his debut. Uh, and I thought he looked really, really good. They had a cracking wee shot where he cut in from the right-hand side and, you know, it must have turned about three times in the air because the ref- uh, referee, the goalkeeper, made a bit of a meal of it um, to, you know, to save it. And, you know, he looked good. He looked excited, and He was trying things, trying the balls in behind, some good link-up play with Devlin on the right. So, yeah, um, that's a, a big positive and he's going to continue playing well, in my opinion, moving forward. So, um, good positive from that game. And, as we said, Unbeaten. It's a point. Not the best game, but it's a point, and it keeps us in the hunt. So, yeah,
0: good day out. Yeah, that's really positive. Uh, I mean, I'm buzzing. Morgan boys is starting. I've I've always really really liked them. I knew just Aye. needed a run of games, a bit of confidence in as well. Especially when the, the Fitzy and Obi, Obi together have been a wee bit shaky of of
2: recent. I'm, yeah, really really liking that. So. <clears throat> Let's keep on. Yeah, oh. sorry, I forgot to okay. mention, I was going to mention Morgan Boys as well. Um in the cement game I thought he was solid at the back and he's got some like like pattern. remember like where Fitzwarry used to do like the the switch of ball um like switching yep. switching over and stuff. Morgan Boys has got a great range of passing on him so um still a little bit rough, still a little bit rough around the edges but um yeah, he's uh, um, I think he's really putting his name on the team sheet now and uh, I haven't seen Stephen Bradley personally yet but from what I'm hearing I think we've picked up a real proper gem and uh, yeah so that, that just gives us you know when we've got Nubli, uh and Guthrie back for example it's going to make our front line actually pretty scary to think of uh, you know it's going to be a pretty good uh, front line I think
0: yeah, I think it's good having that an extra option as well because obviously we kind of thought our our three for for like two games was like Newble Bahambula and Guthrie were really liking that, but then we're just about to talk about Ross County. Bruce Anderson's coming into it. It'll be interesting where he's going to go. You know, if is he going to stick with Bahambula? Is he going to go Bradley? You know, it's gonna, it's a a really great. It's it's good it's good it's exciting. I'm glad we've had that extra he- bit of headache to Martindale. I think you're going to say something, Paul. Am I right.
1: Oh, just on the Guthrie point, I'm I'm oh, I'm of the opinion where you know he he had an all right start, like relatively impressive start. Everyone talks <laughs> about that diving header. Everyone like us. Uh, <laughs> about yeah, and uh, and then to be honest, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Guthrie didn't if he didn't feature at all the rest of the season like
2: honestly uh, people even forget that he's even still here uh, Yeah, once
1: he those boys come back that you're saying like there's n- no way he's featuring I just can't see him like featuring I just I, I, I know we don't have many options, but you know we're still in January you never know but uh, if we'll pick up a striker or whatever but I just can't see Guthrie featuring I don't think I personally don't. I've not seen enough of him. I've seen him be way worse than uh, the good. Like, I just don't think he's up to it. And uh, I, I'd be I th- surprised. Th- I think people. when
2: everyone's fit, I think our front three will consist of probably Nubly, Bradley, and.
1: Because
2: I, I think I think, but Bruce. He, I mean, surely Davies not going to get Nubly back and then just automatically replace him like automatically replace Bruce you can't I think Bruce needs someone like Noobly, like last season with uh, with Forrest and uh, sorry Forrest and Bailey Bruce did so well he needs he needs players that can create Bradley can create it seems um, Nubly can most definitely create chances so and and I'm not saying and and I'm not saying like drop people like Bahambula because he's really really starting to impress me now Um, like I can see like even in the Hibs game he was the best thing about the Hibs game and we took him off after the red card and I just thought that was was a ridiculous decision to do that Um, but uh, now for me Bruce has to be up front with and I reckon we'll probably stick with something along the lines of Bradley Bradley and Bahambula maybe swapping out every so often but with Newley alongside him, uh, I think Guthrie Guthrie will be warming the bench, coming on for the last... you know, like what Isma has been doing, just basically coming on for the last couple of minutes.
1: I agree, and and I would say uh, starting with Bradley and having Bamboo as an impact player. See, when you bring him on, it's exciting. It's like you know, it's you know, the game's going to change a wee bit. You know, we're going to get that directness and like. Yeah, it's good to have them. I would certainly, from what I've seen, start Bradley Nubly on the left and Brucey up top. I think that is that's that's brilliant, that.
0: Yeah, which is something we would never really have thought about before this January window. So that, that's good. Okay, so let's go into our most kind of um, well, our best performance and best result so far in the kind of Christmas period. Um, I think we all kind of shat ourselves a little bit thinking about the the team selection. We had no pits, we had no halt. Our bench, well, actually, you no, know, our starting eleven looked all right, but our bench, you know, two goalies. It was pretty depleted. We didn't know what was going to happen next. Uh, but overall a great result and a really tough place to go up up in Dingwall. Um but yeah, really, really, really good. Um Bruce let's just very quickly um talk about kind of uh, bits and bobs of the game. I think the main highlight's got to be Bruce Anderson. We've been we're, I'm so buzzing for him. That is I mean obviously his goal against Kelly was a huge thing, but getting two strong two strong, strong striker goals. Perfect for going into this run of games, boys. Would you, would
2: you agree? Yeah, definitely. I. It's going to do his confidence of world a the world of good because I think there was a Killy game and then after the Killy game, it, it just started that really, really tough run that we've basically just talked about. Um, so, you know, playing him up front on his own against Celtic isn't necessarily very effective. Um, and then... Hebs we go down to 10 men, St Mirren we go down to 10 men so he's just kind of just having to do some running really um, and then taking a chance if it comes to him but unfortunately not very many chances did come to him in those games but those two goals I mean again though you've got to look at the uh, the ups. You know, the assists essentially for those goals. Uh, Shinny for the second goal, just finding a brilliant pass. And I mean, I've been very, very critical, as you all know, on on the group chat about Andrew Shinny. I just, I just, and I think I was critical of him the last time I was on the podcast, and I just don't really see it. But, a great pass and uh, you know the, the defending as well is absolutely fucking woeful the, the, the fact that that guy literally stood off of Bruce Anderson from the halfway line to the six yard box just stood off of him never even tried to put in a challenge and another defender coming in behind is just just trottling along like oh you've got him there you've got him you'll be you fine eh <laughs> you'll be fine nay. you get him <laughs> But without a doubt, it was a fantastic finish, a great goal, great run, and again that you could you could see the confidence. You could see the confidence, like when he scored the first one, and I mean that finish. I, I'm still trying to work out the the physics of the first goal. Like like he near enough does the splits in order to get that ball into the back of the net. You know what I mean? So, but you could see he was um, he was absolutely overjoyed with uh, with getting that goal. So. Um yeah, I think Bruce Anderson with the with the shooting boots back on um is uh, is only gonna be a good thing for us again with players like Nubly coming back and you know the, the the run of games that we've got coming up isn't isn't exactly difficult but it's also not exactly an easy run of games. So um yeah uh, Bruce Anderson getting back in. I'm
0: all for it. you de- know, de- definitely good to see you, Bruce, but Povey, you must have been thinking after, you know, the drill performance and Bruce's performance, that you were probably going to get a call-up because at the end of the day, you did score more goals than Bruce Anderson.
1: Well, that's true. I mean, honestly, I don't know why I'm not on penalties for a start. I, like, we've got <laughs> so many more But yeah, I think he... Probably had a good look at my technique, and that's how you got that. That's <laughs> yeah, that, goal, yeah, yeah, a, that was a
0: Poviesque kind of move. That, by the way, not for that first goal. Uh, I know
1: that's sort of that how, like before. Loopy. your whole body. I mean, that's a lot of body to move, and then, like <laughs> oh, wrap the foot round it. Look one way. Foot the other way. It's oh, genius. Works every povey. time.
0: Povey masterclass for sure.
2: it uh, helps Sam, when and hacks and goal as well though. Oh, oh man, come on. Nobody
0: <laughs> was catching that. Come no on. No, chance. That, no <laughs> way. Okay, barthez would be watching that just going, fucking no chance. Uh, I don't know why I mentioned barthez What an older keeper. God, I'm oh, sure well, he right here, right.
2: Here's, here's one for funny. What I just found out today. Do you know what uh, Fabian barthez does now? A racing driver. He's a racing driver. He's no way. A racing car driver, George Weah. Remember George Weah, who scored like one of the most iconic Premier League goals of all time. George weir is the president of Liberia. No like, way! Just fun, random
1: shit I found out fun he? Christmas <laughs> packs and almond podcast. <laughs> back, yeah. um, what? And Douglas Ross is a uh, linesman. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: the fat Tory totally car cun- <laughs> there we go. Unless you you know, you know, you can you can sell it down with you've podcast and be a Tory. You just you're just a wanker. Anyway, uh Thomas, I'm gonna go to you because I know you watch, did watch the game. <clears throat> uh, as is yes. there. Yeah. Owen mentioned Andrew Shinney We've been a bit hot and cold with him. I, I'm actually personally a fan. I think he has has been good. What was kind of his performance at the game? And also double edged Sword, So first about Shinney. Second one, obviously we've been told that it was a kind of depleted Livingston team and kind of a bit makeshift. Did it look like that on the day? Um, so, Shinny
3: all round is probably the best. I've seen him for over 90 minutes uh, for Livy. Um, I thought he was brilliant. He was creating, getting the balls in the right places, winning the ball, breaking it up a wee bit. Uh, so, I was really, really impressed. And we needed someone to have a performance like that in that game um, just to kind of set us off. The, the ball into Brucey was wonderful Like, see that angle that Blair got uh, from behind it, it's just lovely, Sexy. there's not often I show a pass to Rebecca and she's like aye that's good unless it's for <laughs> fucking Andy Robertson or something like that, but she was like oh aye that's nice, I rate that um, but aye it was it was good, on, on the defender on that goal, I think you're being a wee bit harsh I think everyone's been a wee bit harsh on the I think Brucey does very, very well because the defender doesn't want to commit too early, right? Because you're yeah. 40 yards for goal, you commit too early, Brucey beats you. You're literally leaving him 1v1. So you're trying to wait for Brucey to make a mistake and Brucey kind of kept him on his toes. He kept it moving, didn't make a bad touch or a mistake, which is easy to do on a park like that Um, and kind of pinned him back. Obviously, he could have done better, Um, but slightly harsh on the defender. See what uh, see
1: what a ball like that as well, Thomas. Like, Brucey like kept kept the ball like going as a like with the yep. pace it was going at. And you got to remember, Brucey's is well nippy. You Aye. see him for ninety minutes; he is all over the place and he is fast. Like we
3: forget, yep. he's actually well fast. Aye, agreed. So it's 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 a difficult job when he's running you like. And hopefully, we can get him into those positions a wee bit more. Um, because he did really, really well, uh, and it's a great finish. But on the on the depleted squad, I'll say, I I think Davy summed it up perfectly. We probably didn't deserve to come away with the three points. The difference was finishing. You've got two great finishes for Bruce, and two or three honking misses for them. Absolutely honking. Yeah. Um. That wank. Their manager was it, Malky McKay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, okay. he's he's a ho- such a horrible bastard, almost as bad as Douglas Ross. Um, was uh, saying after the game, and he was spot on. It be fair, they're, they're finishing. They had two two amazing chances that they really should have done better. So, on kind of reflection, you know, we struggled. There was a there was a stage in the second half, I think, before we scored, where we were really pinned back, and they had some really good chances. It's has been good since he got back. Um, I've been impressed. He's mm-hmm. he's had a few good games. He's more commanding and pulled off some great saves at the weekend, just there as well. And probably I think he pulled off a really good one at 0-0 And that that's a game changer because like mm-hmm. we got one 0 down, they start setting back and we don't get the opportunity to mm-hmm. kind of run at them like Brucey did for his goal for his second. So yeah, I think getting the first goal was absolutely key in that game um, because with the way that we were playing, kinda of not the best. We we were, I don't think we would have broken them down if they would have sat in. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was good. Um you know, it's it's tough this stage of the season with this run of games having players out, halt, pits, players that can come on and change it. Um it's difficult without that. Or players that can start and give us that kind of more dominating presence in the midfield at the start. But a big turning point the game there was Omi coming on. I think you maybe mentioned it in the chat, Povy. Um thought Omi was brilliant when he came on. Absolutely fantastic. Um, was everywhere in the midfield, uh, nipping about. Had a couple of good shots as well, which is something that we've not seen from him. You know, went close a couple of times. So good to see, hopefully. You know, I'd love to see him score before the end of the season. I think <laughs> it would be brilliant. Oh man,
0: absolutely. Um, aye. It, w- it
3: would be class. You know, he just doesn't need to a- needs to not be a 1v1 because he'll shit himself <laughs> um, but if he can score like a wee 35 yard screamer, that would be nice but he was brilliant when he came on really really good um, and you know the sooner we get back back to you know that more kind of stable midfield three or at least rotating round our current midfielders because like Sean Kelly's done alright um, he's been playing well the others have done well so you know these players coming back as the fixture list starts to calm down a little bit um, is only a good thing, and hopefully, you know, plenty more points on our on our race for Europe.
0: Yeah, no, totally, totally agree. And uh, yeah, Povey made a great point in the in the group chat just about how kind of influential he's been. Um, so, a couple things before we move on. First of all, off off air, uh, Owen mentioned a, a fact, but that we forgot about Concelo, Was it Cancelo? Apparently, he used to it was about to sign for us. Owen, you kind of mentioned that. I, I yeah, uh, can't
2: yeah, Can So um I remember I remember uh, I think it was last season was it that we we drew one one with Ross County at home and Can David Cancola scores the goal. Um and his celebration was a little bit over the top. And I'm like, what? what you know, what was this all about? And it turns out that Cancola had actually been on trial with Livingston and David Martindale had basically told him to beat it. And uh, so then he signed for Ross County. He scored against us. So his celebration was all like basically getting up Davy and Livy, uh, which I find quite funny. (laughs) But his finish on Saturday was fucking awful. I I mean, how on earth? How on earth? I mean, come on. Even Liam could have fucking scored that. And he got zero. And you drill. No, drill. Liam would have fucked
0: it. No way. Liam's got not one... Big giant bobe to stand on (laughs) uh, uh, Now after that performance Doesn't matter what he said about dropping the shudder They are not, I'm Uh, sorry, when you get zero (laughs) Okay, uh, cool So that was good to know, so get uh, absolutely get it Fucking up him, Uh, and the last thing uh, On a sour note unfortunately uh, Our beloved Marvin Bartley Has this week said After that game, it was his last game as assistant Manager, and is now going to join Queen of the South Personally, absolutely gutted. I loved Marvin Bartley. I thought he was brilliant for the club. Great player, great manager. The Touching things. I've seen all the players' things on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, talking about, you know, how much you're going to miss him and stuff like that. So, guys, what's your thoughts for the future? Do you think that's going to impact us? At um, all, Povey, i got you, you've not spoken well. Do you think it's going to impact us pretty badly? Or do you think because the way that Livingston are set up through Martindale... Probably in the way that Marvin's kind of worked all through the season, things won't change too much. What's your thoughts?
1: It's hard to say. I mean, in terms of, uh, it's. I would say we're definitely going to miss him, and, and he's he's going to be hard to replace. I really don't know the situation if uh, Martin deal gets someone else in or whatever. Um, but um, I hope that we get someone like. I mean, I'll do it if he asks, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, mean, we'll definitely not be missing penalties anyway. Uh, But um, no, of course, he's had such a big impact on what's been an amazing era for the club. Like obviously as a player, cup final. Just been there during a whole special era. It's just a shame he wasn't there to, you know, even as a, a assistant manager to see us in Europe. Assuming this is the this is the dream here, like. But, um, I fair play to him. It was it was it was probably going to happen at some stage. Out of the blue, though, it took it took us all by surprise. And I, I mean, I don't want to dwell on it too much because you know, fuck it, onwards and upwards, and and. I, I can't see it impacting us that much on the pitch. I just think, like, generally, um, the, the, yeah, generally, the the you know, and maybe like, I reckon he was a good part of bringing in players. Omionga, obviously, I love Omionga, and he, to me, he's he, he's our best player probably right now. To be honest, for me, and uh, he should be starting every game, but getting someone like Omionga and I, I know we know that Livingston's wages aren't amazing but he could easily be at any any getting way more money somewhere else and I think Marvin Barley was a big part in that so I mean that's just one example yeah we're gonna miss him big time uh, in, in that sense but hopefully in terms of like where we're at and how we're playing on the park and it doesn't impact it that much and hopefully we get someone else in I I think Martindale's good at bringing in these characters though I'll I'll almost forget like John Harson uh, uh, Aaron he had a good part to play that one day a week apparently he was in but like if, you, if you're Ryan Hardy and Lee Miller and, all, and you've got John Hartson working with you, it's going to like motivate you and, and mm-hmm. make you score. We scored loads of that back end of that season when he was with us. I could see, him, right, I could see somebody coming. Uh, uh, but I'll do it, as I say. If, yeah. if, if, if I, get asked.
0: I think if I check on Skybet now, it will be Stephen Povey, you know, the bookish choice. 100%. Next up will be Probably David Fernandez, and then it'll be there'll be you, Povey. And that and that that is it. There's only two options.
2: <laughs> cool, Brilliant. uh One other thing that we've kind of forgotten about: we Probably. actually have another player coming in. We do have another player coming in, yeah. and now we Lucas, yeah. center yeah. half. Center cool. half. So we're okay. still waiting on his clearance coming in or something like that. But uh, yeah, but we do actually have uh, another player. Coming into us as well, so. And he was with us in Turkey. He was trying. Yeah, to that's right. In. Yeah, he was. He looked pretty solid because I I I watched both of the both of the friendlies, or at least most of both of the friendlies. And pardon me, um, Bradley most definitely stood out in those friendly games. Uh, but uh, I I look. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name rightly, uh, Louis de Lucas I like it. Um, so uh, Lucas.
1: Lucas. Oh. Oh.
2: Well, of course, that's. I think. I think we're 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 fast expecting Fitzwater to not sign a new deal. We might yeah. be looking for money for him in this window, um, you know. And I don't think Can gonna be Bless the man him. to replace him. So, him. Uh, so yeah, uh, I can I can maybe see Can Car going out on loan to Queen of the South. Uh, obviously, it yeah. depends on how many players Queen of the South already have on loan. I don't know um but no uh i think i mean I, I don't think that marv listens to the podcast but if he does uh oh the best big man it's uh i think the queen of the south certainly seems like a, a great fucking hell thomas every time every fucking week with that fucking doug on the podcast uh, you can't you can't see at
0: home, folks. But Tam is absolutely getting off with his Doug. He's right getting now. his face
2: raped by a Doug.
0: Full on, and things. though, Tam's full on like tonguing him back as well. Oh, no. oh yes, as well. Tam, don't do that. I'll get horny, man. Well, that's that's all I need these days. Okay, now let's talk about our wonderful ladies, our shining light of living. At the end of the day, we are still top of the league. The women are playing still really, really well. We've got a number of games coming up. Now we did have a bit of a upsetting one against Inverness in the Cup where we felt we could have had of a, a legs go. But you know what? We move on. A great result after that against Dryborough against 5-0 away, I think, which is which is pretty great. Uh, Thomas, let's just talk about kind of what's coming up for the ladies. Is um back to kind of I know there's every now and then obviously not professional football players people have other commitments sometimes you know we're not always at full strength for the games do you think everyone's kind of back apart from probably Rachel Walkenshaw do you think everybody else is still kind of ready to go and and to finish off the the next half strong
3: yeah yeah looks like it sounds like the the turn turn ups for their kind of mini pre-season that they've had over the last kind of week or so have been good Um, getting a bit of Getting the cobwebs off and, um, you know, doing some fitness work. And I've heard it's been some quite tough training sessions, but that's a good thing, you know. They need to get back and ready after, you know, the, the feast of Christmas. Um, it's but, a long time off, actually. How long, how long have, they been? have they been off for a bit of a month as well? Yeah, they have. It, should have been slightly less but they had a game cancelled due to the right. weather just before okay. I can't remember who it was against um, but it was due to be the last game before Christmas and that got cancelled because of right. was frozen pitch or something like that and it was when we had that cold snap um, but you know a month off it can be a good thing because you know after a kind of fairly decent end to last year um, obviously getting knocked out of the cup which was a shame but it was never the priority so not a big deal uh, but you know It can kind of let the pressure off a little bit You know that sort of a break Go back fresh Knowing what they need to do um, To win the league And and that's the aim So
0: yeah Positive going forward So I was talking to Connor Stables about this Shout out to our boy uh, For the Hibs game And he was kind of letting me Give me a bit of insight in so you might know better than this, um, than, than Connor and also than me. So, we're talking about if the women do win this league, do they go up into the is it into so he was forgive my ignorance. So, he was kind of saying that the, the first two leagues of the women of like the Prem and stuff they're run by one kind of business head, and then the other two are kind of run by a slightly different one. So, you when you get promoted, you don't necessarily go into the the second tier of the other one. Is that true? What's the kind of progression looking like? I was kind of made to believe that you just go up the same as what Gart Cairn did and then you would join, join that league as well. Is that is that correct? Or?
3: Yeah, so it is ran, I believe it's ran by the SFA, the top two leagues, or the SPL or the SPFL. Um, the top two leagues, they, they took it over to try and give it a bit more legitimacy and um, use their kind of know-how in running leagues, which is debatable, um, but these ones below, so the Championship, which Livia and in the now uh, is run by SWF Scottish Women's Football um, that being said, I haven't heard anything about not getting promoted straight up into Prem 2 um, I don't know, there might be some there were some teams when the league split this year and they went from from the the north south divide for the championship to the kind of the one league. There was teams that didn't hit the mark with um, facilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, I think it's Edinburgh City dropped down, who are one of the better teams in the championship south last season they dropped down a league because they didn't fulfil the requirements for facilities for the league for the championship this year. Which is a bit of a shambles to be honest because there's other teams that definitely don't fulfil the requirements. Um, Inverness, for example, uh, they might have their main playing ground as the Inverness Stadium but they play there once a year and they play at a high school every other week that doesn't even have corner flags. So, (laughs) for those arbitrary kind of levels of you know, being having good enough facilities to be there and then people just take the piss out of them, I think it's a bit of a joke. Um because Edinburgh City were one of the better teams and they're were mm-hmm. more, more of an up and coming team than some of the teams that are in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Um that being said there may be requirements when you do go up to the uh the Prem. So Prem mm-hmm. two and Prem one there might be requirements there. But I can't see Livingston having any problems <laughs> um because they've got a good setup um, obviously all the facilities that you can ask for all the facilities of a Premier League football team mm-hmm. um, you know the club has invested money in sorting out the changing facilities around the back for, for the ladies and for the youth teams as well um, around behind the East stand so you know the facilities are, are in pretty good nick as far as it goes, and yeah. I mean, not everyone gets to play a Premier League football ground every week like the used do, or most yeah. weeks.
0: Um, so, yeah, they shouldn't have any issues going up. Cool. That's. I was just. Uh, I was just kind of uh, uh, wondering that um, when you kind of said, I was like, I know who I'm going to ask our resident ladies man, Thomas Froome, and and just kind of lastly to um, to kind of finish up. Um, obviously, we've got a long season ahead. There's still a lot of games to play. Who do you think are going to be? Are the players that are going to stand out? Um, for the rest of the season, obviously we've got uh, Ashley Fish, uh, Ashley Elizabeth. My apologies. Um, obviously, another like kind front runner. Um, we've got a lot of. Um, we've got our new signing. Uh, remind me, is it Brogan? Yes. Uh, who had a great no. end to this uh, to the end to last year? Uh, Jess had a great season, starting season. Who are the kind of uh, the players you think are going to kind of step up and kind of secure the top spot? Jeez,
3: that's a difficult question. Um I think it's hard to single people out because, to be honest, they've they've all been playing really well. Um, You know, some really big wins so far this year in in really tough games. I think, kind of, maybe where they struggled last year in the big games, kind of, second half of the season was leaking goals, kind of, late in games, you know, going 1-0 up, Conceding a goal and then back to the wall, so and and that's changed. Mentality's changed a lot this year. So you know, I think the the center center defensive partnership is solid. That that three with Fee Tash and Jess, um, they've been really really good. So they'll be very very influential, influential in what happens for the rest of the season. There's some um, young players in there as well, ready to cover, and that's that's super positive. Um then yeah I mean there is players all over the park obviously Brogan coming in is, is huge and will really help chip him with the goals Ashley I know she's had a few kind of injury issues and I don't think she was 100% fit in the last year hopefully this break has allowed her to kind of get that fitness back yeah. back to playing it 100% um, and you know you can't <laughs> I just, I've just talked about the whole park but uh, you can't discount the midfield. Um, Shannon is a machine, um, yeah. wins every challenge. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go in a 50 50 wheel, I'd be terrified. Um, and she, she wins every in the middle part. Gemma Mason, Amonview sponsor, Gemma Mason has been fantastic yeah. this year. Had a much better season than last season, I believe. Uh, chipped him a few class goals as well. And, and the others as well, obviously. Rebecca, it'd be good to see her get a good run of games and kind of come into the bit of form that. Kind of everyone knows that she's she's got in her. So, you mm-hmm. know, all across the park, I think they only need to step up a bit. I think you can't just kind of rest on your laurels because no other team is going to do that. Um, yeah. You've seen other teams bringing players in. Rossville seem to have signed half of Livingston. Um, <laughs> <Not> really <laughs> Yeah, well, two, two players. Uh, like Vicky, Ali. Ali. And Ali. Oh, well, um, well, is, v- is Vicky at Rossville now? Yeah, Vicky, Vicky's at Rossville. Um, oh, wow. Really interesting yeah. the last. Uh, home game against Rossville. Uh, she she didn't get out her own half. Um, the way that Lovie played, they had her absolutely pinned in. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and and that just kind of summed up that game really. She she couldn't do much. Didn't he? couldn't he? couldn't he get out the park because of how well Lovey played and how disciplined Lovey Um Brilliant. on the press and running the ball back out of the park. Um, so. Yeah, big into the season. Obviously, we're only 13 games in. There's a long way to go, as you said. Yeah. But um, I think they've got the mentality and the, the ab- certainly the ability um, mm-hmm. to do it. And, you know, as I said earlier, coming back after this break, I hope they're refreshed and, and they're up for it because hopefully, you know, it's only going to increase the awareness and the support around the club if, if they do kind of pull this off at the end of the season. And I'm sure if we do end up winning the league there'll be a big crowd there to see them lift the oh, trophy yeah. I really really hope so um, so you know we we'll are be getting ahead of ourselves but it's
0: yeah it's good ah, yeah no it's definitely within our grasp now also some really good news from the club and for the women's team about our extending of our youth women's team as well did I see a 16s and 17s team as well uh, kind of the, from Blackburn kind of getting and taken yeah. into Livingston's uh, Livingston's wing uh, which is great uh, you know that's is what I think what Paul spoke about when he was on this podcast about bringing in the younger players in and bringing in from the development and all this stuff really really positive great to see um, from the club and you know surely, just it's exciting to see about women's Livingston women's football is, is only going to improve and more players coming in. Um, actually, just before I forget, Livingston women's have air on Sunday at the Tony Macaroni Arena, and it's at did you say it's at four o'clock? So please. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, if you are at a loose end, it's not too much to go and support the girls, Uh, especially with the men being in Perth. Get your home game uh, injected into it and give all the girls the best support we can. So absolutely, here's to another win against Air. Keep the, the beat going. Ladies, all the best. Let's fucking go. Okay, so let's move on to our new, well, a new-ish feature of January. So this one is called It's Only January, but... Okay, so we're, we're going to give our predictions for the, the rest of the season. Now, I know we're doing this feature, but we have not discussed this before, so I'm not, not quite sure what's coming, especially from Owen, because it could be something fucking wild <laughs> but before we get that i'm gonna start off with our beautiful thomas fro with his lovely dog shagging his mouth Uh you can't see it but it's still happening so thomas take us away for it's only january but it's
3: only january but i'm gonna stick with my prediction from the start of the season oh, okay. i suggested that we were gonna play beautiful football interlinking passing a fluid front three and we were going to get third. And we were on our way to Europe. <laughs> Will we get third? Probably not. Because, to be honest, nobody wants third. Or that's what it looks like. Because hearts are shit. Everyone else is shit. And nobody seems to want to take advantage of that. But I think we're, we're going to Europe fourth. I'm going to say fourth. We're going to finish fourth in the league. And I'm going to say we're not going to penalt- score a penalty again for the rest of the season. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> But Come it doesn't on. matter because we'll be winning 2 0 at a time anyway. So it won't matter <laughs> so much. But it's gonna become a running thing. They're gonna start missing them intentionally by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going for that record of most penalties missed in a season. That's that's my prediction.
0: Well, I was going with Owen for the most wild, but that is that is pretty wild for me, Thomas. But I actually really like the positivity. So yeah, fuck it. We're going to Europe. We're going to Sligo away, hundred D Literally just about to renew my passport. Because I believe you believe,
3: believe, and I'm going away at the end of this year. But I believe that the main reason why I'm renewing my passport is because we're going to Europe 100%. Let's
0: love Love that from you, love that from you. Okay, Povey I'll go to you next. Then it's only January, but but
1: well, I kind of Thomas kind of touched on what my one was going to be, but I'm going for the complete opposite. It's only January, but we're not gonna miss any more penalties. Yes. We're gonna get penalties in every game. We're gonna yes. stop. The, then we're gonna do all the daft wee penalties you can. We're but they're all going on, and it's <laughs> purely because they've seen me take a penalty. And if they <laughs> haven't, they need to. But that's it. We're getting. We're, there'll be a penalty every other game. We're gonna score it, and yeah and it'll be uh, it'll all be the one goal scorer and it's going to be Bruce Anderson because he's on oh. penalties now oh. and yeah that's my prediction in fact I'm going to add on top of that sorry if this t- touches on anyone else's don't do it, don't but- do it. Don't do Bruce it. Anderson's going to be top goal <laughs> scorer as uh, well because of all the pens.
0: No, you fucking. I knew you were going to say that. It was mine.
1: Thomas uh, uh, kind of touched on my one, so there you are. Until-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, fuck. Right, over to Owen next while I think of another one. It's only January. But. It's only January. But. Livingston will make top six. And we will do. One thing that we have failed to do ever in our history. We will either get a result at Ibrox or Parkhead. Like We will, we will get a victory at either Ibrox or Parkhead. Um, I have full faith that when we have all of these players back from injury and suspensions, top six is going to be the aim and then in that last group section we will beat either Rangers or Celtic at Ibrox or Parkhead I'm not saying both I'm saying that I reckon that we could uh, most likely we'd beat Rangers at Ibrox Um, but of course what's going to happen now we'll finish bottom (laughs) 6 or we'll finish top 6 and both of our games against Rangers and Celtic are going to be scheduled for the Tony Mac Um, so (laughs) You know that's 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 my prediction. I I think top six is very much uh, within our grasp. Uh, it's it's only for us really to fuck it up now, and uh, and and I reckon that we will do the unthinkable—something that, uh, that that I didn't think any of us would ever have thought possible five six years ago. I reckon that we could possibly beat Celtic or Rangers, and uh, then just be one more win away from beating every single team. At at everyone's own ground. I like
0: this. The minute positivity coming from this podcast at the moment is absolutely wonderful. We are changed.
2: Especially after the last month that we've had. (laughs) I know. know.
3: (laughs) If the result of the weekend was different, we probably would have been (laughs) absolute minimal bastards. I I
2: would would have said, you know what, guys? I've got something else on. (laughs) I
0: know. Dave Black should be listening to this podcast and hear how fucking positive we are now man what a change bunch of good skies we are okay going on to the last one is myself so i had to kind of think on my feet so it is only january but morgan boys will win an award at the player of the year awards it's now's his time to shine if not kind of the most improved the young player you know i think he's going to win something like that i think he's going to if he stays fit play most games to the end of the season especially if fitzy kind of moves on. Seems like the kind of person we need in there. A bit of grit. He's still young. He's still going to make mistakes. He's still probably going to get sent off <laughs> um, maybe once or twice before the end of the seasons. But, but but fuck it. I'm, I'm a big fan. I like having him here. And uh, hi, Morgan Boyce. You're, uh, you're going to what, take home the Almond View <laughs> shit medal again this year.
2: <laughs> Thanks very much
0: for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our previous episodes that include interviews with Livingston legends such as David Fernandez, Barry Wilson, John Guthrie, Sean Byrne, and many more. Check out our social media Twitter and Instagram is at Pod, Facebook and YouTube, just search for the Amondview podcast. And make sure to subscribe to wherever you stream your podcast to get notified about new content. Forza Levy, hope to see you next week.